Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture, but as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash film daily. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Slash Film Daily. On today's show, we're going to have a feature discussion trying to figure out the answer to the age-old question, why do video game movies usually suck, and what can Hollywood do to break this curse? This is Slash Film Editor-in-Chief Peter Serretta, and joining me on today's podcast is Slash Film Managing Editor Jacob Hall. Hello, hello. And writer Y Tran Bui. Hey, everyone. And we have a special guest. We have a uh, a director, the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane, Dan Trachtenberg. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes. you know, we're not used to having guests on Slash Film Daily, but uh, with this topic, the video game movie topic, I thought if, if we're going to have a guest, there's no better person to have than Dan Trachtenberg. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, he's, you know, he's a big gamer. He started out his career as a host on the Totally Rad Show alongside uh, Jeff Kanata, who is now uh, host of the Slash Film Cast. Um, your, the, the short film that got you noticed by Hollywood was based on the video game Portal. And uh, you, uh, obviously, 10 Cloverfield Lane, highly influenced by video games. And your Black Mirror episode, Playtest obviously has that video game connection. So I, th- I think uh, you're a good guy to have on for this discussion. 
Um, what? Um, let's start off by uh, what is your experience with video game movies, Dan? Like, like, do they all suck? I don't think they all suck, but there hasn't been one. There hasn't been a Wonder Woman, a Black Panther, or Dark Knight, um, a, a really breakthrough, uh, or or even not even to go that deep, but even like Iron Man or, or Spider Man, or you know, there hasn't been a that for the genre. Um, and uh, not even, I, the weird thing is even say the genre because it, it, they all can fit into any genre. Um, that 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 might even be something that makes it unique and interesting to talk about because it's not like the super superheroes are their own genre and westerns are their own genre and horror films are their own genre and video game movies have been uh adventure movies have been horror films uh have been martial arts movies you know they they they've been um whatever because they are a uh a medium unto their own so uh, my experience has, first of all, I like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, I am one of the few people that do, and I, I think that it actually is interesting to bring up and talking about movie, video game adaptations, not just in the, I think everyone goes to it for the look at how bad that original one was, um, but it actually does a lot of things. In many ways, it, it's not that dissimilar to The Dark Knight. Uh, a, cinema. cinema Cinematographically, uh, it's actually um, pretty modern. That and the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie um, are shot in this very grounded and gritty way that we are now more accustomed to. And it looks more like a modern movie than it does look like a um, 90s movie. Uh, So that's interesting. And the other thing was just the way that it radically interpreted the source material, which I think was the right call. I think it it ultimately could have – I think that's a tough movie to make. Live action, and I imagine if, if someone were to crack a Super Mario Brothers movie, it would probably be animated. Um, yeah, but uh, the I, uh, guys at the Despicable Me are now currently making an animated version. There you go. There you go. And, and it very well may be rad. But um, I think interpreting like there being another world where there are lizard men, you know, and jump boots for the jumping, I think there's some interesting choices that could have been fine if it was executed really well and didn't make other choices that were bizarre and weird and um and but but also if that kind of thing came out today i think it might be warmer uh more warmly received than it had anyway i don't want to spend too much time on that movie because yeah. m- most people think it's absolutely <laughs> abysmal um but so is that your favorite video game movie uh that's well i have not seen tomb raider and i hear that it's awesome uh or not uh i've I've heard mixed reviews but i have heard from some that it's awesome which i've never heard uh a video game movie described uh before i remember enjoying the resident evil movie and i think there's very cool parts in it in that first resident evil movie i think silent hill uh is very interestingly imagined um has some great imagery as well um and is a haunting tale um and uh, Mortal Kombat, I think, was the most um, left the strongest impression on me. I remember that being a very big deal before it came out. I remember it doing well. Um, and there were some very martial arts fight sequences had not been portrayed in American cinema the way that they had in that movie. Um, uh, you know, staging in wide shots and um, really uh, well done choreography. So I, I do remember being impressed with that movie, um, though I'm sure if I were to revisit it, it would not be great. But um, 
so that anyway, that's that's my. I feel like maybe I'm missing. Am I missing any guys? Is there any that that are worth talking about that work came close to being something that that uh, I've not mentioned? Well, I can personally vouch for the new Tomb Raider. I think it's pretty good. I wouldn't say awesome, but right. it does a really good job of taking what made the new games work, which is the less super heroic Lara Croft, and right. running with that in a way that actually functions as a proper movie while also reflecting why people have embraced the new games. So while I think it's a great movie, it's I, I think that it definitely belongs in the conversation of the better ones. Right. Yeah, I've seen um, the new Tomb Raider. I haven't played any of the games, but I will say it's probably the best experience I've had watching a video game movie just because it made me really want to play the video game. I saw a mm. lot of aspects in there, like the puzzle-solving uh, things and all of like the kind of uh, missions and games in there that were really interesting to me and that sort of elevated the middling action movie um, events that were happening in it. Mm. But yeah, it's it was interesting to me because it was like the parts that felt the most gamey that really appealed to me more than like the story itself or the film itself. It's mm. interesting. For, yeah. for, for me, you know, Dan knows I'm not a big video gamer. I, I'm kind of a retro gamer. I liked NES and Super NES and that kind of uh, era of of gaming, uh, you know, before HD was born. And, uh, and Don't uh, say that. <laughs> and, uh, not that young. Not that young? Okay. Uh, and um, I don't know. I, I feel like for the best video game movie, like Silent Hill was the most interesting to me, but I, I don't yeah. really have like – a love for it um i to me i am i feel like there's a genre of movies that i like to call video game movies that were not based on video games that i feel like or the i have more of uh affinity for, for like uh scott pilgrim the new jumanji wreck it ralph edge of tomorrow the crank films like i feel mm-hmm. like those capture kind of video games but without being a video game adaptation um, yeah i think they're kind of illegal for this conversation but i but i hear you <laughs> okay so i also like hardcore henry right or um uh i think like there was one even more recently that i did not see but I people were i guess it was jumanji um but i think that those those are i mean it's the same, it's the same i i would also for me i made tinkleville lane very much inspired by my video game experiences, but I don't think anyone's going to consider that a, you know, um, there's definitely moments in there that you can definitely feel or inspired by video games. Um, but okay. But bringing up, uh, these movies, these video game movies that are not video game movies. Uh, I think those are examples of stories that could very well have been video games, but aren't, Mm -hmm. um, and they're good movies. So why is it, that movies that are based on a video game property can't like have not yet been adapted into a good movie. Like why do you think? Well, first of all, I think it's, I think it's worthy to set the table for this discussion um, in bringing up, you know, video games in earnest uh, became experiences that we have a fondness for in the probably late seventies, early, early eighties, you know, it's Atari and Nintendo, I think. Um, and are the are the first times that we could think this outside of Pong and Pac-Man, although I guess you could consider Pac-Man something that could be adapted at some point. But um, so that's that's uh, 80s, 1980, let's say to now is how many years? 
I don't even want to. I mean, I mean like, it's, it's 37. My age. It's 30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, it's 37 years. And comics uh, have started when? When was when was the first comic book? Like 30s, I would say? Or when when was Superman? Action Comics, number one. Is, Jacob is 30 must know something. this. I want to say 38. It was definitely late 30s. Okay, and when was the first great comic book movie adaptation? Probably 2002 with Spider-Man. Well, no, I would well, say Superman the movie. What about the first Superman movie? Oh, you, yeah. you know what? You are right, because there, there's a 30-year gap between the good ones, but you're right. Well, that, And that's that's also worth noting, right? So it took that long till we had our first great comic book adaptation. And then, even after that, there was a lot of schlock. Um, and uh, and then we got into this little renaissance we're in. And um, I, I, I want to also point out that there's, t- there's way more bad book adaptations um way more bad magazine article article adaptations and there's 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 way there's but there's far, also way more of those of yeah exactly right which is but that's worth pointing out is that we just don't have a lot of um movies to consider uh there haven't been that many attempts and the attempts that were made have not been great so far um and and that is not much unlike uh, it's hard for any millennial to think of, of superheroes ever being not what they are now. Um, but there was a very long time when they weren't. And then even after they got good for a second, then they weren't, weren't anymore. And then, then they got good again, and then they weren't anymore, and now they're good. You know, So it took a lot of at-bats to make it. And we just have not had very many at-bats uh, for video games. And I think, I think we're on the cusp now uh, because now a lot of people that have grown up with video games are now in the position to be adapting them. But the thing that I find to be very tricky is that unfortunately a lot of a lot of the games that we grew up on in the 80s were great games but not great stories. And those I think um, would have been more exciting to adapt because they're so different and the adaptation could be so much more unique and different than the game experience. Now our games have gotten so great. They become these incredible storytelling experiences that the movie can only pale in comparison to the game. So we, we missed a really delicious window that I wish could have been taken advantage of. Well, you know, you know what, ah. what you're saying here, I, I want to um, lead into a clip I have. Uh, it's an interview clip uh, when I was talking to Jordan Voigt Roberts uh, about Kong Skull Island. Uh, so it was recorded last year and uh, he's developing a Metal Gear Solid movie with K- Kojima. And um, he, uh, yeah. Listen to this clip. And I love that shot with the helicopters that going in the 360 through. Yeah, I mean, video kind game, of this omnipresent. Yes, video, video games. Uh, that that's a very video game shot to me. That shot actually was inspired by a cinematic in a Resident Evil game. Hmm. Um, the stamp on this movie of video games and anime is massive. Uh, that is my childhood. That is my DNA. You know, and so. You know, the influences of Shadow of the Colossus on this movie are massive in terms of uh, the feeling of these sort of like lonely, towering, lumbering gods. Um, but there was like just, I think video games rewired my brain. You know, there's, there's a, I think there's a handful of directors now coming up, <coughs> guys like Trachtenberg, who, yeah. 
we were so raised on video games, but also had a love of film. Um, and so, you know, I think normally being like, oh, it's got like video game influences for a lot of people would be a very negative thing. But in fact, like, I think one of the best things about 10 Cloverfield Lane when you look at it is there are like these video, very uh, vi- video game inspired uh, ways of conveying information mm-hmm. and, and moving the camera. And, uh, and so the, the video game influences on this movie are like uh, endless and enormous. Why, why do most video game movies suck? <laughs> Because, A, I think that most filmmakers who have tried to uh, adapt them, you know, much like there was not a good comic book movie for a long time, and then it took directors who had grew up with comic book influences, like Sam Raimi legitimately loved Spider-Man, right? So it took guys who grew up with comic book influences and were good filmmakers to tackle that. I don't think, I think that like you've got guys like Trachtenberg and a handful of people like me now who are growing up uh, having our brains rewired by Zelda and Metroid and the because the, there's a logic to video games right there's there's a language to them and I don't think that there's been a wave of directors who have come up who are filmmakers who were rewired like that and I think that they fundamentally don't understand the difference between an active experience and a passive experience and how you translate a active experience into a compelling passive experience because there are things that you can get away with in an active experience in a video game that uh, would not fly in a movie yeah. in terms of storytelling, in terms of a lot of different things, in terms of characters, uh, in terms of set pieces. There are things that when you take out the active experience, suddenly it's not compelling anymore. Suddenly it doesn't do anything. And so I think like that core conceit of understanding the difference between an active and a passive experience is one of the core things that people haven't quite uh, unlocked yet. And, you know, I, I think that we're getting we're getting close you know we're getting to the point where i think that there's going to be a great one soon so uh you know he's saying some of the things that you're saying here dan about uh you know it being a generational thing that uh some of these uh older directors making these movies you know probably have never played video games do you, do you think um do you think it's going to take someone that is a hardcore fan of uh no no I don't. I, I, the, the perfect situation for me, I mean, it can, um, but we've certainly seen hardcore fans make adaptations and them not turn out to be successes, as successful as they would want. I think that the Star Trek, the, the J.J. Star Trek scenario is the perfect scenario. Not that it has to be that, but I love that that was a mix of people that really adore the source material and then someone at the helm who had a fondness but not a deep adoration and was able to tap into what people admired about that source material, but also was able to tap into an experience and provide an experience that was exciting, whether you cared about that source material or not. I think a lot of the bad video game adaptations, for as much as we criticize, like, oh, they just didn't understand, the studio didn't understand, and whatever, (laughs) if you think about it, a lot of them were too literal with the source material. I think all the Street Fighters treated ridiculous things as, you know, sacred, uh, Mortal Kombat is certainly that way. I mean, all of them uh, applied the more um, silly attributes of the game to the cinematic experience, and I, and I don't think that is required. Um, I think uh, I think we have yet to see someone who understands what works about the game and respects the game, but could make something. Um, that's different and succeeds on its own. I haven't seen, I, I never read Ready Player One, but it sounded like I was listening to either you guys on your daily or the, sla, the, or the, the main slash film cast 
um, discussing it, and apparently it was quite different from the book. Um, and I don't think anyone cares. I, you know, I, I, if something is great, it really doesn't matter um, how much or how little it relates to the source material. People only criticize how um, how poorly uh, different it is from the book or how much better it is from the book. If or not how much better, but if people only criticize something for not being um, for taking too many liberties with the book. If the movie sucks, if it's great, it doesn't matter. Um, and we just have yet to have something that's that great uh, in in uh, in a video game movie. Um, I want to ask um, Jacob, do you think it, it is possible to adapt an active experience for a passive? Like, is, is it is it possible to take that 20 hour storyline in the video game and beat it with a two hour movie? That's where I start getting start wondering what people want out of video games experience they want translated like for example uh i'll talk about two of my favorite games of all time and why they're so wildly different one of them is uh red dead redemption which is an open world western game where you wander around being a cowboy going on missions uh getting gunfights exploring but it's very very narrative driven you are playing to see what these characters do next you are playing to see where the plot goes and it is possible to imagine that storyline being adapted into a movie because the characters exist in a place where you can strip away all the wandering and all the mini games and all the collecting, all the little things that uh, complete the experience. And you still have a story that makes sense. A story that has characters you love and goes in, in places that are moving and surprising. I still think that game has one of the best endings I've ever seen any medium, video game, movie, comic, anything compared to something like uh, Bloodborne or Dark Souls games that are intentionally enlightened story games that hide their narrative, uh, uh, intentionally and obscure them and you have to like go watch YouTube videos or, or read in the lore or read item descriptions to piece together what is going on because the point of that game is not to follow a character. The point of that game uh, is to explore and be lost in a tone, be lost in an atmosphere and to uh, understand the game's mechanics to the point where you're professional at it, to the point where uh, you understand these levels and these enemies like they're your family. Uh, like there, there are areas in those games where I can walk you through them blindfolded. I can tell you where to go because I, the game taught me so well how to understand how it functions as a gameplay experience. So they're so, they're so different. Um, and and like for example, you could take um, Red Dead Redemption and make it into a movie, and it would function. But if you want to make a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne game, you'd have to tack on a story. You'd have to say you wouldn't be able to translate what makes that game fun for people. You, that is an unadaptable experience. It is something that is, that is unique to the video game medium. Whereas Red Dead is borrowing liberally from film intentionally. It is homaging famous Westerns constantly. Uh, these other games, uh, I even include Super Mario Brothers uh, in this uh, conversation. They're games that say, what are the strengths of this medium? How do we play those strengths and ignore cinema altogether? So there's all these video games that are active experiences in that they were not built with movies in mind whatsoever, whereas other games happily wear cinema on their sleeves. So I guess the, the, long, the, the short answer to your question, Peter, is, there, is it, the active experience depends on what kind of active experience. Is it an active experience working toward a story, or is it one that's built around gameplay? And if it's the former, if it's uh, Mass Effect, or if it's Red Dead Redemption, uh, then yeah, I think there's a movie there. I think you got to find the right way to approach it. I think Warcraft proved that being a fan doesn't mean you can make a great movie. Uh, but there are other games where I think it's literally unadaptable. It's just like saying, I'm going to adapt this painting. No, you can't make this painting into a movie. This painting is made to be observed and appreciated in this way, in this room, uh, in this 
particular atmosphere. So I think it's a matter of picking and choosing, honestly. So I have a couple responses to that, if I may, Peter. Yeah. Well, firstly, I should say those are also my favorite games of all time. Redemption, I agree, is the best ending of any in, in any medium. Um, and uh, Dark Souls and, and, and its sequels are, are my favorite games. Um, so uh, worth noting that. The, the interesting thing about Red Dead, as, I've, as I, I was thinking about it b- before having this conversation with you guys, is that uh, I think that's indicative of some of the other pitfalls of adapting video games, which is a lot of games are copying cinematic experiences already. Um, and I think the, the things that we love about Red Dead, as, uh, aside from the gameplay experiences, um, are when they and and I say this about a lot of video games that I don't want to call out by name. But I, I will call them out. Like so, Uncharted <laughs> is Indiana Jones meets uh, Die Hard, right? I wasn't even going to bring it up in that, in that in that way. What I was going to say was, I think the moments that we we find incredibly, we, we are moved by the writing, okay, um, and the storytelling moments. I think we appreciate them so much. We put them on a pedestal because. They are so similar to the cinematic experiences we have. And prior to those games, games have fallen short uh, and have, have really felt like poor writing. But I don't I don't know that that Red Dead is is better than any Western movie. It just is as good as and, and quite similar to the Western movies I've seen. The things that make it excellent um, and transcendent are the fact that I am traveling, I'm holding a controller and moving, I get off on a train station and I get on, on a horse and I spend five minutes going across the country. It's time that I would not spend in a movie um, unless it's, you know, Terrence Malick or, or, or perhaps P.T. Anderson sometimes, you know, but 20 minutes riding on my horse, encountering different things and then finally getting to my homestead and, and really finally for me that game gave me this this understanding of more than a movie has of what life was like in that time period because you really feel the space and you really feel the like wow you are on your own and have to hunt and the ending that I don't want to spoil for anyone but I think it's so powerful because you are in control and I think in a movie we've we've seen those beats played out in movies before uh that said um there's also, uh, I'll speak out the other side of my mouth when I say if 310 to Yuma, which is a, a more recent Western that I quite enjoyed, if that was called Red Dead Redemption and was the Red Dead Redemption adaptation, it'd be great. I loved it. It was well-reviewed, I think. Um, and that could have been the, the movie that broke the video game curse. You know, I think to take to go down this tangent, you know, if, Indiana, if Raiders of the Lost Ark was the Pitfall movie. I know that the timing doesn't map out there, but let's just say, hypothetically, it's the same movie. It's the exact same movie. It just has a different title and was called, it could have been Indiana Jones, you know, Raised the Lost Ark, such a a Pitfall movie, whatever it is. And same movie, then that would have been the movie that broke the game curse. So it's worth noting that, like, we have yet, that not having the great movie it could, it could be based on the source material. There's, there's a version where you're very, um, allegiance to the source material and there's a version where you use it as a jumping off point um and i think i think that's what a dark souls movie would probably have to be i have not seen um the witch uh the, i hear it's great and my sense of that movie uh is that if that were not set in that time period but that were set in a medieval uh gothic horror situation and 
label it Dark Souls. Um, same filmmaker and same aesthetic and same drive. Then perhaps that would have been a way that you handle Dark Souls and something that did not have to provide the same experience that the game provides, which is very meta and something that I enjoy. But it it, it takes the tone. It, it draws on other things, um, and I think that we've seen we've seen a lot of success in uh, in in other adaptations, be it from books or articles or biopics, where um, the, the, the authors have taken a lot of liberties uh, in how they're telling the story. And when they're great, we don't care. I know I've mentioned this before, but it's worth mentioning in this new context. I have a question for, for you, Dan, but following up on that, because now I'm imagining a, uh, a Robert Eggers directed Dark Souls. Right. I'm like, <laughs> it's making me very happy because I love The Witch. And I feel like his, <laughs> his uh, sense of doom that pervades every single frame of that movie is perfect for dark souls mm. like when you put on dark souls like when i play dark souls i get scared i'm scared every every time i'm playing it same with mm-hmm. blood which i which mm-hmm. i prefer actually mm-hmm. so i i feel like there's, there's a tone thing here like yeah the, the tone is right uh but i feel like is there a way for a movie to capture the the, the spirit of actually playing that game where the idea being you're going to die a thousand times but master it is there is there is there any way for a a movie to adapt not only a game's feeling, which is not easy, but it's, it's possible to imagine, but is there a way for a film to adapt the process of how it feels to actually play a game and, and achieve that satisfaction? I ask because I'm also thinking of Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. which for me reflects the idea, what, what a game feels like, that movie feels like playing a video game and how it feels to actually master a game. That's is what that, I was going to yeah. I was going to, I was just going to say, I was, I was or even say, source you know, code. Like, right. It's, it, it's, First of all, I, a I don't think you have to uh, to be to, for there to be the good adaptation of that of that game, but B yes <laughs> yeah you you would just do a Groundhog Day thing or um, I mean I often thought about adapting that material um, from the, from a there's there's something interesting. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to say this is not the form for me, for me to describe it, but I think there's there's just a few ways that you could uh, find a way into that 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 also tap into being a kind of story that we have not seen. Um, and that that is worth noting, that statement, um, because a lot of the video game, video game annotations we've seen so far in movies have been, oh, this is like this kind of movie, so let's adapt it. Um, and what would really break through is tapping into this would make, this would provide a cinematic experience unlike one we've had before. Um, and that, that I think is, is certainly what I've been searching for. Uh, I've been, I would love to adapt a movie at some point, adapt a video game at some point, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm less interested in, uh, as I mentioned previously, like game, a movie that would, I would either have to trace the game because the game, the game is already very cinematic and does it so well. Uh, but on top of that, it can only pale in comparison to the, to the game's experience. Um, so I think Jordan certainly, him doing Metal Gear, Gear Solid is very interesting because that is an, an insane game. And there are aspects to that game that are very traditional. Um, and, and there are aspects of that game that are bizarre. Um, and I think Jordan has a sensibility that, that fits that very well. And that certainly could provide um, an experience that uh, uh, could be could be the one to break through. Do- I'm wondering, and I want to go to HG for this, like, do you think, you know, most video games are told from a first-person perspective? And even, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, 
third person games like you are still kind of playing that person and develop your the game and the story i think leaves it up to you uh, to kind of create that person. Uh, I know there are video games, obviously, like Uncharted and Tomb Raider, which have an iconic hero. But do you think, uh, HT, do you think that's what might be missing from these video game adaptations? That, that the, you know, much of the character is kind of left to the player? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I'm not exactly sure if that's um, a sort of plot of, choice that would be suited towards movies, towards cinema. Um, I think that's something that's uh, explicitly for video games and that you can't really translate to movies. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying about the passive versus the um, active experience. I think that's where the dividing line is for video games versus for movies. And like movies, we have characters who are sort of like a blank slate for the audience that you can sort of project yourself onto, like The Matrix, for example, which has sort of some roots in video games as well. Um, but I don't know if that's something that you can really bring straight from the video game experience unless you're doing like a VR movie or something like Hardcore Henry. Um, so, yeah, that would be I don't know if that would ever be possible in a move like a traditional movie. It's interesting that you referenced The Matrix, actually, because I, uh, I was I was sitting here and thinking, First of all, most of the game adaptations so far have been uh, have not been uh, based on first-person video games and have have been based on games that have characters um, to a fault. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I think it, it, it's Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter have insane characters, and they unfortunately decided to put all of them in in the movie and and take them all literally, and you know, um, and. Uh, and, and I think Tomb Raider is a great protagonist, a potentially great protagonist, and sounds like people responded to her especially um, in in that movie. Uh, I think, though, though interestingly, uh, certainly movies do have um, quite often, uh, and and I think I think The Matrix is an example of a movie with a protagonist that is very much an analog, um, or not an analog, a vessel for the for the audience, um, and is not that rich themselves. Um, and is really there to to usher us along the story. Uh, and Neo, I think, is a perfect example of you know describe Neo. You know who who is that guy? He's a hacker. Um, he's what? What's his personality? You know. But it we get he's he's a famous iconic character um, because of what he gets to do and becomes and all that. And that's that's not much unlike um, a lot of first person video game experiences. But uh, but uh, I think that the, the games that have transcended uh, have been most mostly uh, games that have that are third person, and, and then we're, I think that's what creates a stronger bond. Uh, why we've enjoyed those games so much more is because we're really connected to the behaviors that we're seeing uh, and who we're controlling, uh, which is just storytelling. That's pure storytelling. So I don't know. It, it seems like you're making this argument for a video game adaptation to be, be be so loosely based on the video game that it could just be an original property in itself, but Hollywood use, use the video game as a name brand. No, well, well it, it's, it, I think that's my, my, um, my preference for all adaptation uh, that it shouldn't be made because the thing is a success. Um, 
and because it already works in this medium that it should be made because even if it weren't based on something, it, it's such a great idea. It's such a great premise or it's such a great character or a set of circumstances, whatever the hook is that, oh, my God, we have to make this thing. Um, and a lot of the adaptations so far have not been based on things that provide for that. They just they are like, how could we pull this off? You know, and then they they backtrack it from there into something that resembles a three act structure and what have you. Uh, and and I think far more exciting is to dig into, well, how could this be, even if it wasn't based on this, how, why would it still be awesome? Um, and uh, it's worth noting that, shoot, what was I going to say? I don't know. Go to the next thing and then I'll remember oh, uh, my mind. Just well, yeah. I did want to mention, you know, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which I know isn't like a great movie. Um, but I was surprised that this is the first movie that we've gotten that kind of like played with the video game tropes of, you mm. know, going into a video game, having cutscenes. The actually, I I want to disagree with that because there have been movies like um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World uh, that ha- that play into sort of that video game experience. Mm. Uh, well, Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. like we talked about too. Yeah, and it's kind of like it's interesting to me because like those movies really appeal to me. Uh, because they're structured like a video game, but they don't have anything to do with a previous video game at all. Mm. There's yeah. also Brain Scan and Lawnmower Man and <laughs> Freddy's Dead. Uh, I think it was Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare had that 8-bit. Oh, The Beach had another 8-bit uh, yeah, yeah. sequence. Uh, and I know you're. I know we we know what you meant, Peter. But um, yeah, yeah, worth yeah, noting. Yeah, what I'm talking about though, I, I feel like is it, it's weird that it took this long to have a movie that kind of takes place inside a video game even if it isn't based on a video game and i know there are stories that take place inside video games but uh but not not uh using the tropes of those games like the um uh what do you call those characters so they're controlled by the computer npcs npcs yeah see this shows how much how little i play video games <laughs> um but it's stuff like that. Like, like I've never seen that in a movie, and it, it's it's interesting. Going back to your point of like, you know, video games have been around since like the late seventies, early eighties, and it's taken, you know, almost forty years to get to the point that we're like having a story explore that. Um, mm. But uh, I wanted uh, to ask you guys what um, what video game do you think could actually break the video game curse? Go ahead, guys. No, no one has one. <laughs> oh, well, uh, while he, while, while everybody thinks, I want to respond to what Peter just said, which is that uh, HBO's Westworld does an amazing job of playing with video game tropes because when guests arrive in the yeah. robot theme park in that show, they're immediately surrounded by NPC robots who are quest givers saying, hey, I need help with this. Or, hey, you want a job? Come over here. And anybody who's played Skyrim or open world RPGs will recognize that, oh, this is a live action recreation of what it's like to wander into a town in one of these games. So I think that there are other shows that maybe not be worth that are based on video games, but are borrowing that language in ways that are really interesting if you know what they're doing. But even Westworld uh-huh. is something that came out last year. Like, you know, I feel like we're only scratching the surface and maybe it is because, you know, we're now have a generation of people that grew up with video games. Like Jordan said, you know, now creating this content. Um, but yeah, let's get back to the question. HT, do you have any, do you have a video game that could break the video game curse? Well, this is not a video game I've played, but I know a lot of people want a Last of Us adaptation just because it 
the story itself is so cinematic and it's a story we're actually all kind of familiar with like the it's post-apocalyptic uh older sort of weary man takes on a young girl under his wing and they uh travel the world and you know survive so it's something we've seen like logan for example other movies so i think people are really here's my question with that like i know I've only played a little bit of Last of Us, and I've, I've had arguments with Dan about Last of Us. Um, <laughs> but if 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 you aren't controlling that character and making the decisions that lead to these emotional moments that people really value about a game like that, would it be a good movie watching it passively? Yes. It would? Yes. Why wouldn't it? I mean, do you not is, – is the road well, – how do you feel about the road? I mean, actually, I, I it doesn't actually matter personally. Road, but... Right, but, but – it, it answers that question or, or, or walk, the walking dead. I mean, you passively, they're, they're but, really, but you don't think that, that I have to make, sorry, but you don't mm-hmm. think that that game, the, uh, the enjoyment of that game is bene- benefits from the active experience that you are actually it making. percent does it hundred percent does just the way that a book benefits from yet allowing you to use your imagination when, when you're envisioning what these people look like and what they're doing. It totally benefits from it, but that doesn't mean that it it, it um, stamps out the ability for an adaptation in another medium to be awesome in its own way. You know? Yeah, I feel like um, Last of Us is a really good example of of a Red Dead type game where you're where the narrative is the the key driving point here. Because while the gameplay in Last of Us is good, uh, it is very much on rails in a good way. It's always poke. It's always pushing you toward the story even though you have the illusion of a decision like do i go this way do i go that way do i hide or do i shoot do i use this weapon or that one ultimately you are still going in the same direction you care to make the same decisions and ultimately is like playing a long movie so i feel like if, if if the filmmaker could capture the tone of the action and the tone of that suspense and hit those beats as as they lead you to beat by beat in the game it's totally adaptable yeah i'm not saying adaptable but like if i were to watch would it break online, the curse? Would I, you know, if I were to watch online a video of someone completing Last of Us, would I think it is as great of an entertainment watching it passively as you did playing it actively? No, I don't. I think I think there's a chance. That's a totally different question. Uh, the answer to that, I feel, is that there's a chance that you could enjoy watching someone. I mean, I, my wife watched me play that game um, and got a, a degree of enjoyment out of it. However, it's definitely not the same. Um, I think I think play any horror game uh, that has lots of scares in it. Watching someone play it is far less scary than when the controller is in your hand because there's a real agreement, tacit agreement between the player and, and the game that uh, the that at any moment the way you push that controller, something bad could happen. And that's a very there's a responsibility there. And there's a tension there that's not there if you're just watching someone make those choices. Okay, um, that, that's exactly what I wanted to get to. Yeah, how do you adapt that for the screen? It's already it's already been adapted. We have tons of horror movies with filled with jump scares and frights aplenty. That that experience we've we've had that. I and it can be a personal preference whether you enjoy watching a horror movie or playing a horror game. Um, I find horror games. I, I'm over it now. I, I, I get too scared, and I realize it's not fun. And I realized I'm I can choose to not play a game. I don't know what's <laughs> I put the controller down. 
there's a great uh, Alien Isolation that came out that everyone was raving about. Um, I have not played it. I'm never going to play it. Um, and yet I just watched Alien Covenant the other day. You know, like uh, those are those are two um, different uh, two different degrees of experience. But it doesn't mean that you can't adapt that experience. I mean, that yeah. that is that is occurred. In fact, the game is a, is an adaptation. And this is the thing that I was saying when we started: is the game is. Typically, the game is already an adaptation of a cinematic experience. There are very few games, and, and those happen to be my favorites, that aren't even going for an adaptation of that kind. I, like Games like Journey or Limbo or Braid or um, uh, Brothers or Tale of Two Sons are incredible uh, because of, of um, the way that they work, function as a game. But I also think that they could be adapted, uh, certainly. Um, I think the, the the final like thing I would say, which is sort of the, the ender of all conversations, <laughs> it, it, not even just video games, is the Lego Movie. You know, and and <laughs> now that that exists, we have that to point to. But before it existed, it was still true, even though we didn't have it to point to. But that just proves that you really can't adapt anything, and you can be as allegiant to the spirit of it. Um, or you could be allegiant to th- literal things about it or throw it all away and be doing your own thing. Um, it doesn't matter. There's a, there's a way in to, to anything. It just has to be found and has to be the, the right way in. And, and the Marvel movies are another version of that where um, there are poor versions of any of those characters being portrayed on screen, and then, but they've happened to tap the vein in so many times um, of, of the right way to tell that kind of story. Um, there certainly would have been, there, there, there's, there's a bad version of Guardians of the Galaxy out there. You know, there, there's a version where that, that zany material could not have been handled right. And it would have been a big turnoff and it wouldn't have worked, but they found a way to, to make that work as ridiculous as, and, and those characters, a tree and a talking raccoon could have been characters straight from Street Fighter, you know, as ridiculous as those characters are. Um, but, but, uh, but they found the right concoction to make it work and, um, I think we need a few more at bats, and I also think the video game curse is going to be broken for TV. Um, I somehow I have this suspicion See, that I, yeah. I feel like TV is probably a better medium to in, adapt a video game. Like I would like to see a West De- a Red Dead uh, TV series more than I would like to see a Red Dead uh, movie. I, but that and by the but this is just to my other point. There's there's that show Hell on Wheels that I I haven't really watched, but. Um, but that could be red. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing stopping that from just being called Red Dead, um, and that could already exist and already be a success. And um, so, that's it, to me. That's it, it's it, it's so ripe to happen. Um, but I also know that uh, you would not like a Red Dead TV series because you don't like westerns. But, oh, probably. Um, but yeah. I like Westworld. So I don't know. Yes. Uh, Jacob. You've had enough time to think about this. What video game do you think could break the video game movie curse? I'm going to go with the answer that's complete opposite of HTs in every way. I'm going to go with uh, XCOM, the strategy series about mm. government agents uh, fighting aliens in secret. And I'll tell you why. There is no direct story in XCOM. It's really bare bones. Aliens arrive on Earth. You fight them. You send your soldiers out. Some of them die. You collect resources, you build things, you build your base, you run your bureaucracy, you fight battles. That's all. What's special about this game, and why it's one of my favorite games of all time, especially the new ones, uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown and uh, XCOM 2, is that the drama is all organic. There's no scripted moment where you're 
main character dies or has a heroic moment or a hilarious moment. The game is built on hidden dice rolls and built on you making poor decisions or great decisions. So you go into a fight and the guy you've been with since mission one, your main guy, uh, kicks ass or he dies heroically um, or he dies embarrassingly. And I feel like you put two writers in front of XCOM for a couple dozen hours and it took notes of all the ironic and horrible and hilarious and amazing and and um, powerful things that happen by accident uh, that this game engine offers you the ability to create just organically you've you have a smorgasbord of amazing moments to choose from and you have this basic uh, hooky outline aliens versus humans but then you have these this collection of personal experiences that you can draw from and put yourself into as a storyteller uh, as opposed to um, having to follow somebody else's story. And I think that plays Dan's point of of taking a tone uh, and taking the general idea and having to follow things directly. I feel like there's such a powerful platform there uh, for creating something that's personal and unique as opposed to trying to uh, adhere to what people think XCOM is because the XCOM is, to you, something very different than what it would be to HT or Peter or Dan. Mm. It's interesting, it's interesting that you say XCOM because that's actually a property that I've thought oh, I would I would love to to adapt because I, I for but for me the attractive bit. Now, now would that you be... said that, Dan, someone's going to run a story. <laughs> Dan Trachtenberg wants. <laughs> I to think adapt I've attempted. X- I, I I feel like I've tried to figure this out already, but um, so I don't I don't know if it's doable. But but I, I always love the idea of having a nineteen like an X Files kind of show, but serialized. Um, and set in the 1960s with with um, uh, it's more like they had that attempt to be a third person, you know, the bureau, or whatever. But I remember those com- commercials being really, really cool. Um, but uh, it, having sort of future 1960s concepts of what future tech would be like, uh, um, and uh, and doing that a premise that we've seen before, but period, in the way that Stranger Things is succeeding by placing it in period, I feel like. I, don't, I hate using the word succeeding, but what's, what's what's cool about that show is is that we're things that we've been seeing in modern superhero movies are happening in the 1980s. Um, also, it's evoking all the stuff that we loved in those. Um, but anyway, uh, not to go down that rabbit hole. But anyway, I, I, XCOM, I think it could could be actually really cool, um, and I think would be great for for TV actually. Um, yeah, you know, I I don't currently play video games, as you know. I've said it a hundred yeah. times in this podcast. But uh, a game I've been hearing about a lot recently that I actually think could be a good movie is uh, Fortnite Battle Royale. Um, I feel huh. like that battle, uh, I mean, it's kind of like Hunger Games or yeah. uh, Battle, battle Royale. Royale. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, it, it, I mean, yeah. it would be, it just seems like so many people are playing that. What, like, they have millions of people playing it online at the same time right now or something? insane like it, it is a brand name that people would would come to it doesn't have any characters like it really just has the the small gem of an idea that could be pulled off on a scale from either you know blumhouse it could be done in a you know very low Wait, budget but, thing to yeah. to like a big epic you know 200 million dollar movie like you could do We've it already in, have that movie what movie Hunger Games, yeah, but like, and Battle Royale. The, the actual games in Hunger Games are actually just such a small part of that movie. I feel like, and I feel like, like I would like to see a survival, like a movie where it starts with the person. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like they, they're parachuting down at the beginning of the game. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I know v- vaguely vague information about this. Like it just starts like that, kind of like uh, the movie Predators with. <laughs> Right. Yep. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just starts us in the action, and the whole movie is that is just that game. Like, do you know what I mean? Like us following someone in that game. Um, maybe there's not enough the, story there, but the interesting thing is that Fortnite is a really it's almost it's it's got a Pixar aesthetic. So it, the interesting thing would be to take this really dark premise and applying that kind of aesthetic to it and seeing. That that there's seems to be an interesting chemistry there. Yeah, but I feel like everything you just said is exactly. Well, you what... also have like the, everybody has like these things that can create like these colorful like buildings and stuff, right? Like, isn't that how Fortnite works? Like, yeah, that's that's what's unique to Fortnite as opposed to the other battle royale games. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like that could make a cool movie, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, I, your premise was one that. I feel was the issue with the adaptations prior that were was that there's a million people playing this game right now, and there's it. It's well, similar that's not my premise. I'm just saying, my premise is that like you could use that as a brand to get people in, and yeah, but that doesn't matter. That's the last reason to make a video game movie. Is, as 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 Jacob mentioned, Warcraft not being the success that that it should have been, and, and there are more people playing that game than any game. Um, yeah. Uh, especially overseas, it, 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 it doesn't matter if, if every, as you know, as every, if everyone, if the millions of people played the game all showed up and bought tickets, if every single one of them bought tickets, you would not have a success. Um, you need so much more than that. Um, so that's never the reason to do it. And it, and this is with any yeah. any comic book, anything, just because there's a fan base there. That Well, that, I want to be clear. The reason why I'm pitching this is not because there's a fan base, but because I like yeah. the Battle Royale uh, idea i liked it when and i first I, saw it in, uh, when i first saw it in uh what was that that japanese movie or battle royale yeah, yeah battle battle royale. Royale. um i've liked it since then actually even before that there was that uh reality show movie yeah, series seven the contenders series seven the contenders is bad but i love it yeah. um i and just love, man. yeah yeah uh, yeah running man too yeah i love that yeah. premise and um i like the idea of like having this futuristic device that can like build things like in real time in front of you. I think that could be cool. But um, yeah, that, that you're right. There is an angle there with that, like theoretically. So yeah. Dan, it's up to you. What no, I'm what, not. <laughs> what what, what, what vi- I mean, no what video game could break the video game movie curse? I for, for I'll just speak generally that the thing I don't. I mean, it potentially could be Uncharted because it's so great. And 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 from what I've heard of the take. It could be cool. Uh, could be different than Tomb Raider, and then they're they're really going to tell a different story, um, but tell it with the same tone and and all that. I, I think that could potentially do something. Um, but for me, I think there's a the spirit of the Lego Movie, um, the uh, the taking a property that nobody. I mean, frankly. The thing that propelled me, one of the things that propelled me, uh, one of, uh, to make that portal short, was that nobody was looking at that as a cinematic concept. Um, that that this, I made that in a time that there were a lot of shorts where, with, with aliens and robots and stuff that were coming out. Um, and video game adaptations were, uh, the announced ones were all the big properties and Halo and all that, all, all the stuff that is based on cinematic concepts and Portal is not based on cinematic concepts and 
that was the exciting thing for me was to prove that you could take this thing that is um, viewed one way as a puzzle game, right? It's inherently uncinematic. It's a puzzle game. It's not a story. I mean, actually, the story in the game happens to be brilliant. Um, but on the face of it, the mechanics of it um, do not... Um, do not lend themselves to 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 playing out on on a on a big screen, um, and that I, that sounds silly now, um, but at the time that certainly was the way that it felt, and that was what was exciting was to interpret the, the game uh, the way that I did. So that would be the thing that I'd still chase is like, what's the thing? What's the game that nobody's thinking of? So so, you, um, so you're saying Minecraft the movie? Well, that is that is that is the thing. Yeah, that yeah. is the script. Yeah, that is a that is a you know, um, so not in Minecraft, but. I think Minecraft, by the way, would probably lend itself more to being a lot like the Lego movie. Um, by the way, I'm after saying- Lego movie, there's like a whole genre of movies being adapted, adapted like uh, there's a Play-Doh movie that they're working on. Right. Like it's crazy. Right. The kind of things that I don't think would have existed before the Lego movie. Totally. By the way, I, mean, the- I think that this kind of started back when they adapted a theme park ride into a five movie franchise oh, yeah. with Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And by the way, great. That movie was great. And it's, and that, it's and really that, good. Yeah, totally. And and that I mean, of course. I mean, that for me, it's like it, that, that and that broke that broke the theme park ride curse. Um, but no, I mean, was there a theme park adapted before? Was there a ride adapted before uh, that Haunted movie? Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy was You're right. horrible. Right. Uh, so well, that, was, that was after Pirates, though. I think the only theme park well, adaptation before that was um, the directed video Twilight Zone Tower of Terror movie. Yeah, which Peter owns. Um, I think <laughs> I do. Uh, I think if we had if we had had a bunch of crappy before Pirates of the Caribbean, if we had we had a bad Haunted Mansion movie and a bad Jungle Cruise movie and a bad you know all those things, and then Pirates came out, that would have been the one to break the curtain. You know, we'd have been uh, applying, and it wouldn't have been because the the rides changed themselves. The rides themselves changed. It would have been because they finally found the right concoction. Um, and talent and and all that stuff and it that's yeah we haven't had that genre on screen in since that I mean that's the other thing I mean that's what's it's Johnny Depp's performance and when was the last great pirate movie and I don't consider Master, I don't know if Master Commander came before it but that's that's a totally different thing but but the we really hadn't um, it would be Cutthroat Island uh, so. I think that there's there's another secret sauce to that, and I would I would point to that for video games is what is a genre, what video game is an entry into a genre that we haven't had on screen um, in a long time. I think that would be uh, the right way to uh, the right avenue to pursue. You know, my, my last question was my last question, but I do have one last question, <laughs> and that is, uh, it seems like a lot of video games is insp- are inspired by cinema. You know. Um, we mentioned before Nathan Drake being kind of largely inspired by Indiana Jones and maybe like uh, the smart assness of like uh, John McClane or something like that. Um, is it do you think that part of it is that we we still haven't reached a peak originality from video games that like we're still like it's I think we're starting to see a lot of video game stories that are now not like as inspired by cinema as that's really interesting because i think that uh super mario is as original as you can get it's so unconnected from movies you look at 
Super Mario Odyssey, the most recent one, and there's absolutely no cinema in there. there, there, there everything about that <laughs> game is pure video game. The question is, how do you take yeah. that experience but, and put it to the big screen? I don't know how you do that. I, I think that video games for years have had their own language. They've, they've been completely divorced from cinema, and only since, only maybe the past 15 years, maybe 20 years, have video games started to follow cinematic beats. So I think that it, it starts, the, the conversation I tend to earlier, is it a is it a video game meant to be experienced in a video game or like in, in that format, in that, in that zone, or is it a uh, thing that's meant to be more of a narrative experience? So I, I hope that answers your question. I don't know if it does. I don't think, I, think, do, I don't think it yeah, does. Peter, go ahead. Sorry. I, I think what I'm saying is uh, Nathan Drake seems inspired by Indiana Jones, which is inspired by, you know, old serials. Um, and it feels kind of like a third generation, even though there's some uniqueness and some greatness in how uh, the Uncharted movie or Uncharted video games do those kind of like the action and stuff. Like, I'm not saying that it is just a copy of a copy of a copy, but do you, Dan, do you think that's part of the trouble with some of these fran- video game franchises that they're kind of like so inspired by cinema? I mean, partly, I think it's it's certainly a hurdle, which is you know how I when how I started this um, table setting is that, um, but I think and I think what you're there's lots of really unique video games, uh, but what you're saying is the games that that are cinematic um, of that ilk has any has has there been a game that's tapped into a unique story premise? Oh, and I'm not saying there isn't. I'm just saying like I feel right. like. I feel like we're in the dawn of video games still. Like, you, you know, it's, vi- it's still very early yeah. on. Like, you know, yeah. that first generation of video games was like Mario and we're like these very like abstract kind of things. And then we got into like these cinematic things that were inspired by movies. And now we're getting things which I think are partially not, insp- you know, that are more yeah. unique on their own. I'm not saying that there hasn't been yeah. that, but like. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but I mean, I just I just have to point to what we just said about Pirates of the Caribbean um, and it, it, we're, we're not, you keep trying to assign, trying to assign a reason why the, the medium has not worked. And what I think my whole thesis is there's nothing about the medium that is causing, um, the problem is, it's just that it hasn't happened yet. Um, because you could say the same thing for, Board games and Clue was great. Um, you could say the same thing for theme parks. You know, there's nothing about theme, you know, but yet we've had that great movie. Um, it's just there's not. There are certainly things that are inherent to all those mediums that are not direct direct storytelling experiences or that did not originate as storytelling experiences. But I, I don't um, think we've had as many. I don't think there's any medium that has provided so many adaptations that have not been good. Does that make sense? Uh, like, no, can, well, like, like I said before, there's just been less at bats. We've had a bunch. I agree. I agree. We've had a lot of crappy ones. The re, we're talking about this for a reason because there's a we say this this video game the video game curse, but we could have been well, like I was saying before, there could have been a comic book curse. But you re- um, you really think that there's no reason for it? It just hasn't happened. Like it's not. Like, I I think there are these. I, I, so just not. Just being generous, I think there are lots of reasons of which we talked about many today. There, there those are reasons why um, it's been challenging so far. Um, but I don't think any of those reasons um, 
uh, totally block the ability. I don't. I, I don't think we have yet to see the game to come out so that we could have one. I think any any of the games that have come out prior could have been could 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 provide us with a great movie. Um, that I guess that would be my answer directly to the question you just asked. Is that it? We. It's not that we have yet to see the game. Um, it's just that we have yet to tap into the right adaptation. And and really, really, there just have not been that many. There really have not. Um, there's only a few that we haven't mentioned on the show. Um, so, I mean, on this 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 podcast. So, um, yeah, just hasn't happened yet. HT, do you have any last thoughts on this? I mean, I see what you're saying, Peter, in that like the more recent video games, which are very cinematic, have the sort of codependent relationship or mm. existence with cinema. Mm. And that's why maybe like translating from movies back to video games, back to movies again, doesn't quite work. And I know what you're saying by like thinking that the video game structure works in movies that are like original films and that kind of play into that fun video game leveling structure and boss structure and sort of submission structure um, and why there's like that disparity. Uh, I think that I'm kind of on the same board as, as Dan in that like maybe there's a, there's not the right mixture yet. Like lightning in a bottle hasn't quite struck yet for a successful video game adaptation that either, you know, doesn't lean too much into the cinematic inspirations or that doesn't lean too much into its video game inspirations. It's something that's like completely wholly unique. So maybe that's what we're, we need in a video game adaptation, something that isn't too much inspired or like a pastiche of other things mm. that have come before it. Yes, yes, totally. Well, maybe someday, you know, a company like Blizzard will be uh, thought of alongside Marvel at the cinema. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. maybe maybe they will have, you know, 10 years of entertainment in this big epic uh, crossover events. Uh, I don't see that time happening anytime soon. But well, it's um, worth noting. And I mean, it's, it's worth mentioning the Blizzard specifically that they their um, cinematic or division. I don't know how you describe it, but their media division is now run by Stacey Scher. And that she could potentially be. So Stacey Scher is, was Tarantino's um uh, producer uh, for almost all of his movies, uh, if I'm not misspeaking. So yeah. that that's something that we haven't really had. Is it is an incredible producer that, that we haven't movies have not found their Kevin Feige. Um, so uh, Blizzard is and Blizzard definitely has uh, quite a few properties that are revered for um, their storytelling. So uh, that that could certainly. A big concoction, and 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 worth noting, uh, that division was not around prior to, I believe, prior to uh, Warcraft. The, the, yeah, the, the more recent Warcraft movie. Dan, where can people find your work online? Um, I believe Ten Cloverfield Lane is out on. I think it's streaming on Amazon, um, and hopefully it's other on places. Amazon. Yeah, you can totally. Buy it as well. I guess I should say you should buy it. <laughs> That'd probably be better for me. Uh, it's on Blu-ray. We did it. We did a cool, a nice HD, 4K HDR transfer of it, um, and recently, and um, and Black Mirror. My episode of Black Mirror called Playtest is, I believe, labeled season three on Netflix. Episode two of season three. Um, it was the first American uh, season for for Netflix, um, and. Uh, 
and I'm on Twitter at DannyTRS on Twitter. What's up next for you? Uh, so many, so many, so many, <laughs> so many balls in the air uh, on that one. That, but that, that hesitation is the I can't say. But the the ink is uh, drying on something that I'm going to be leaping into uh, imminently, and that will be there will yeah there will be an announcement of that very very shortly. Um, very so cool. that that's something. Yeah. HD, where can people find more of your work? I'm every day at slashfilm.com, and you can find me on Twitter at htranbuie. Jacob, where can people find you? I'm on slashfilm every single day, and I'm on Twitter at Jacob S Hall. You can find me at Slashfilm on Twitter. Slashfilm Daily is published every weekday. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please go rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Tell your friends, spread the word, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>